Okay, one more time, man. Here we go. Welcome all to episode three of the Daily Crawl podcast. There are a lot of podcasts talking about life hacking, extreme productivity, and outstanding leadership. This is not one of those podcasts. We aim to find humor in the challenges we all face in our day-to-day life and the people who create those challenges. My name is Courtney, and I've worked at a lot of companies. And I'm Carl, and I've also worked at a lot of different companies and office environments. Courtney and I have worked together and crossed paths for years and seem to have similar observations about the ongoings-on in the work environment. So as we said in the first episode, our goal for the show is to strictly share stories. Yeah, and to expand on that a little bit, we plan to tell stories that we witnessed unfold in some manner. So we don't plan to hit on any friend-of-a-friend stories or urban legends. Right on. So if we ever share listener stories, that might drift into that territory. But if we do it, we'll clarify And that might be fun too, right? Uh, We plan to cross that bridge if we get to it. But anything you hear is something we've actually witnessed. (laughs) Exactly, for better or worse, I guess. In this episode, we'll talk about interviewing and some of the interesting things that can happen in that process. And after we discuss it, uh, we'll wrap up with some listener feedback uh, from previous episodes. And wherever possible, we may sprinkle in some common sense into the conversation. All right, so let's talk about interviewing. Uh, Almost everyone's had to do it, and it's always kind of some of the same commonalities, right? You got to dress up. You kind of have, you know, that's something you don't wear every day. You got to do all this preparation. Maybe you're reading about the company, trying to find out about the people you're doing. I mean, nowadays you go on to LinkedIn and try and research people. Man, the summary is it's just uh, like a really, really awkward first date. All right, uh, let's get into it. So today's story, I want to review an interview encounter. To sort of level set or or set up some of the mechanics of this, uh, many people are familiar with the team or the multi-person interview process. You know, where you might go into a company uh, or you might do like an on-campus interview, depending on if you're, you know, still in school and you have some kind of screening and things are going well and you get invited into a corporation and you might have round robin interviews or even team interviews of some kind. Yeah, man, team interviews. I, I've had a few of those where it's like you in a room with multiple people uh, and you try to guess which one of them has which goal, which person is trying to extract what out of me. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And I remember when I was in, you know, undergraduate school, because I had worked, 
you know, growing up, I'd even have a paper route and I'd worked, you know, in, in quick serve restaurants and um, work study jobs. But when I got into interviewing where you sort of got the screening and then you got invited to multiple people, it, you know, it wasn't obvious what the purpose of that was. <laughs> right. And I remember even like the first time it happened, um, it was in one of these, you know, maybe not the first time, but it was in one of these, you know, major consulting companies. And they, the way they set it up was, you know, hey, you're going to interview with a bunch of people today. You know, you're going to talk to Mike first and he's going to tell you all about our benefits. And then you'll talk with Jennifer and she'll tell you about the work environment. And, you know, it's easy to sort of take that at face value. You're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You know, I'm going to talk to all these different people. And of course, everybody that you're talking with is evaluating you. They're evaluating you for fit, for communication skills, to maybe test things on your resume, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, that's absolutely true, right? You get in there, they're kind of talking to you. It, it's almost kind of like uh, they get to ask you, questions on a topic, but they're all really looking at all the same stuff. Uh, I did work for one company that used to actually pick the interviewers and they would tell each of us, we were trained, right? To be focused on a specific facet of the interview. And I always thought that was really strange. You know, you, you, you had to conduct this interview inside this like really, really confined space. So you know, they're like, don't ask questions outside of your, outside of your area. It, it, it was awful for us. And I know it had to be awful for candidates. I mean, it's just, just totally weird. Totally weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and certainly I know that in, in technical interviews, a lot of times they'll, you know, depending on what the job is, they'll, they'll assign people certainly to say, you know, find out if this person's really technical enough. Like, you know, your job is to just is really to tease that out. And your job is to understand if they know the subject matter and your job is to see if they're creative or, or whatever. Um, yeah. This was, this was really not that nice, man. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like that practical. It was just like, um, I don't know. It was kind of creepy, man. It was this audit thing. It, it was, it was a, it was a bad process. Uh, so it was, it was a bad instance of the round Robin. So, <laughs> you that. know, so I actually, so I actually, ended up working for one of those, you know, major accounting consulting companies. Mm. And that was before they split, you know, nowadays you have accounting companies, firms, and you have consulting firms. And back in those days, um, you know, kind of business consulting, like the big ones that we know now grew out of a lot of those accounting firms. And so I worked mm -hmm. for one of these like merged firms back, you know, back years ago. And I remember when I was, when I was there, we would bring candidates in. We, there'd be some kind of screening process you know, at a university and we'd bring candidates in and it was really weird in that environment because we would huddle. And I want to say at the end of the, at the end of the day, like you'd bring all these people in and at the end of the day, everybody that was part of the interview process would huddle into a room and you kind of go through each candidate. Oh yeah. It, it, the, just around the table, just everybody, <laughs> everybody has free opportunity to just well, kind of say whatever, right? Yeah. So it'd be like the partner, it'd almost be slightly um, not around the table, even almost auditorium style, because there's so many people involved. Oh. And a partner or two would be up front and they'd say, okay, and they'd name the person's name, you know, like Mike Smith, obviously just made that up. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, who interviewed, you know, who interviewed Mike? 
And then you just kind of raise your hand and said, yeah, I, you know, and it's, you know, especially if you're sort of new, you know what you're supposed to say. You know, you want to kind of look smart, but you also, <laughs> right. whatever. I remember this one, you know, this one woman, and we were all pretty young. So this one woman early, you know, we were early, early career, as they would call it now. Uh, they they announced this one candidate. It was it was another young woman's name. Um, pretty sure I didn't interview this person that was 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 up next. And this one woman raised her hand and said, yeah, I went to undergraduate school with her. And she sort of cast doubt on this woman's reputation. And I mean, from a virtue standpoint. Oh, man. So, I mean, obviously, obviously that's bad form, right? But man, the worst thing about that is once that kind of thing is out in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's out in the room, right? It's out in the room. And oh. even, you know, even, even. I mean, certainly now, I think today's environment, that would be completely inappropriate. Just me kind of personally, I felt just icky about that we were having this strange conversation. Mm -hmm. That one, you know, it's, it's sort of one person's word against another, not even against another, but, you know, one person's account. And there's so many factors that could go into that. I mean, it could be based on hearsay. It could be they didn't get along. It was completely unfair, and it felt completely unfair to me. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, like you said, today, given the new conditions in the workplace, it, that could earn you walking papers, right? Saying something like that, right, right there, right. Someone could be like, "Okay, we're going to shut that down." But uh, back in the day, right, it wasn't quite as. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was weird. I mean, it ended up not being even a big for better or worse, a big incident, but it just, I remember the process, right? So that brings me to <laughs> this one yeah. guy. So, so I'm, I'm in grad school and I have a classmate and I'm going to call him John for the purposes of this story. That's not his real name. Okay. We're all going through the interview process. And it's one of those where, you know, companies come on campus. Of course, you like always have an opportunity to go reach out to the job market and do your thing. And John and I were in the same section. And so at this place, um, uh, it just meant that you took the same course load and you were, you were in the same classes. Um, you have study groups that were tighter where you might have tighter friendships. So, so we, we weren't in the same study group, we were in the same section. So we saw each other all the time. And as people were finishing up school, they were comparing notes a lot, especially before class or you know, in the courtyard or, or, or wherever, some party or something like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So this guy, you know, was somebody that I touch base with a lot. Um, and he, like many people interviewing process, and he was screening with a, you know, a, a big company, a decent sized company. And he got invited to the next round of interviews. And so he went to the, um, corporate interview process, which was turned out to be a team process. And he goes in. Um, so and, hey, you know, hey, he's recounting quick, this. is he going like to the company for the interview or are they like interviewing on campus? So it, it was, this was at the company. Okay. So he's actually traveled to the company. Yeah. And this, yeah. this story is taking place like on their home turf. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so he goes on their home turf. And he's got a, you know, and there's no way I can remember if it's a full day or half day, but he's got basically that, um, that round robin one after another interview style thing. 
Mm-hmm. And he's telling us how it went. And like the first couple of interviews, he said went totally normal. And then he gets walked into this other guy's office, roughly his third interview. And he sits down, says, Hey, I'm John. And, you know, probably does the thing you do. Do you have my, do you have my resume and all those kinds of things? And he's looking at this guy and this guy has this big smile on his face. And the guy says to him, remember me? Oh man. Okay. So right here, I can't, this, the, of course we know this probably isn't going to go well. <laughs> However, <laughs> I would say anytime someone says that to you, it is either fixing to be the most awesome thing that ever happened or a really, really bad day for you. Right. <laughs> and oh, so, man. so John's, you know, telling, giving us this, you know, like real time story here. And, and he says, you know, at first he didn't recognize the guy. Um, you know, the guy seemed to be early career, probably similar age as him, but, um, he didn't recognize him. And the guy says two years ago on sixth street in Austin, <laughs> so now, names, but now it's even worse, man. <laughs> now it's, this isn't, this isn't tracking well. Right. Um, and, and by the way, any name, some bar that would have been on sixth street and for, for any listener that isn't familiar, you know, Austin is a big music town and Sixth Street is is one of the places where you would find many bars and many places to drink and listen to live music and, and do all yeah, sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. So um so John, you know, after the guy gives him some cues, is like, ah oh, yes, now I remember. And so so John tells us what he remembered in this moment which was, um, you know, a few years before he was in Austin, like he wouldn't have been unusual for him. And he's at this bar and he sees a young woman who catches his eye that he thought was cute. And he walked over and started talking with her. And she told him, hey, you know, uh, I'm here with my boyfriend. He's gone to the men's room. And John keeps going with some line, the way he describes it as, you know, some line, uh, something along the lines of, what's he got to do with me? Oh, right. here, here comes the ghost <laughs> of bars past, man. Yeah. And I mean, and, and so this guy, like I told you, we went to school together. He, he's, he's a bit of a bro, if you know what I mean by that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the kind of person that would say, what's he got to do with me? You know, to a woman that's just told him that she's there with her boyfriend, right? Oh, no. and he's probably got a few drinks in him as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the boyfriend comes back and, you know, says, says something effective. Hey, what's up? Why are you talking to my girlfriend? And John apparently, you know, said some stupid things and, um, you know, that were probably totally unnecessary that probably anybody else could have just said, Hey, you know, sorry, I just, you know, I struck up a conversation. You guys have a great rest of your evening. I'm going to go back to talk to my friends. And, and that would have been, the end of it, right? But 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 you got this bro aspect, right? And 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 that's probably got some rigid backbone kind of to it, right? <laughs> exactly. So so they continue to exchange words. Things get heated. They, they get heated to a point where you know there's probably some flexing going on. And by the way, this is John's side of the story, and it's not painting him in a very favorable light, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're asked to leave and then they're outside the bar. There's some, 
heated shouting and even even some level of shoving. Like, I don't think it came to oh. necessarily fist on face, but it had to be broken up by their friends. And at the end of it, everybody's like extremely hyped up and annoyed and angry with each other, right? Oh, yeah, man. And, and by the way, if you've lived in Austin, which, which I have too, it's not like this happens, man. You know, this whole kind of activity, it just happens, right? Given the age of the people there, given what you're doing. So, oh, man, I can totally visualize this, yeah, this tragedy. It, and, and yeah, exactly. It's it's not something that occurs. It's an occurrence for everyone, but we've seen it, right? We we've seen this kind of behavior before, and we know how it goes. And 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 so they're they're annoyed with each other, and they they sort of now they know each other in some form or fashion, right? <laughs> so fast forward to this interview a few years later, the guy that's interviewing John is the guy with the girlfriend. Oh. And John is basically was the aggressor in this story. And so he, you know, so if, if you think about it at this moment, neither one of these people probably ever thought that this moment would come. But at one simultaneous moment in time, John sort of like one of his uh, kind of nightmare scenarios is playing out. <laughs> <laughs> and this other guy, the interviewer, one of his fantasy stories is playing out that he may not have even realized was a fantasy story for him, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. And oh. so, yeah, so John says to the guy, you know, I guess this interview's over, right? And the guy <laughs> goes, yeah. Man, so you, so you gotta, I don't know, on one hand, I mean, clearly, you know, John made 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 a mistake here that that came back to haunt them right but but you got to kind of you give him that moment well i guess this interview's over after you replay the scenario in his head it's like yeah yeah this isn't going to be positive in any way shape or form so i don't know man i mean it's it, it probably was an interesting moment to see him just ask that question well yeah and what's what i thought was kind of interesting when i was thinking about this was you know, we mentioned he was a bit of a bro. So he basically mm -hmm. packs up like he's he's done. He's sort of like, eh, you know, sort of like you win some, you lose some kind of an attitude. Like, yeah, you know, from his point of view, this is over. I think what's interesting is like, I think maybe maybe a more mature, older John or maybe somebody else might have said, might have tried to at least say this because this person, while they certainly were on the interview panel and they certainly had a lot of influence. And I, here's where I want to ask you, could they, could John have saved this? And, and let me just kind of lay out maybe something he could have said, right? Said, hey, you know, I'm really embarrassed. Um, I'm re I was really embarrassed by that night. You know, I was an undergrad and I had had a lot to drink that night. And I had acted out of character and I was just, I just acted stupid. And um, I'm really impressed with this company. I think I could contribute here. And even if this doesn't work out, um, you know, probably good to run into you again, just so I can say I'm sorry and 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 I acted like a fool that night. So, um, you know, just just yeah, to just to get that uh, out of my chest. Had he said something like that with with uh, with even a modicum of sincerity, he could he could have turned this around. There's no doubt. <laughs> but kind of given the fact that he said, "I guess this interview's over," right? I don't think John could have salvaged this. But, but I certainly uh, think most people could have salvaged it. I mean, just like you said, I mean, man, I'm, I'm totally embarrassed. 
had too much to drink. You kind of nailed it, right? Just, um, I feel stupid, you know? Um, uh, I don't know what to do. And, and then you kind of play it out, man. You put it back on the other side. The person's like, oh, man, you know, we're all young and dumb. You know what I'm saying? Boom. On to the next thing. <laughs> but given kind of what you've explained a little bit about John and and the whole situation, uh, no, man, I, I don't think John could have. <laughs> I don't think John could have <laughs> saved this. That's, that's, that's my take, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's that's the part that I think was the funniest at the time is he's telling us a story and he's saying this is over. Right. So he, he was sort of the one that, that I think framed the, the, the um, spirit of the moment up, you know, and, and, and he framed it up actually probably pretty accurately for his personality. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he probably is like, Oh, it's over. What would I do if I were on the other foot? Th that's exactly how he framed it up. Right. Yep. I mean, the whole thing, like I said, you got to give it to him for saying it because I mean, he basically is telling you what he would do if I were on the other side, nothing this person could say would make this better. That's, you know, that's a, yeah, exactly. So he, he was projecting, he would probably have in, and I'm, don't think we explored. I don't think I explored this with him at the at the time, but I, I I know him well enough from from my time back then. He would have savored that moment. He probably even had some level of admiration for that guy's position. You know what I mean? Sure, it's uh, power, man. He's probably like checking that out. He's like, oh yeah, man. You know, if that were me. You know what I mean? That's it's a bit of like a, even though it's being inflicted on him, he probably had a fantasy moment before <laughs> before ending it. No, like you nailed it. He's just projecting. What would he do? Oh man, he would eviscerate that guy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, so you never, yeah, you never know what's going to happen in the interview. Um, and it, interestingly enough, I don't think I've ever been in one of those situations where. You know, I didn't know the interview panel and I was surprised for good or bad. You know what I mean? Like in nowadays, this was before LinkedIn was what it is and all that kind of stuff. Now you can get a lot more insight. Anyway, man, I, that, that's actually my story. I thought it was really funny that, uh, that this guy was caught off guard and that it sort of played out the way it did. I think the one main thing that comes up is, you know, it just shows you how you know, sometimes, man, life, life, life can come back at you, right? You, you never know what's going to happen with what you do out there, you know? So I don't know if you're going to, if you're going to do something weird and mess up, at least make the paper, right? Cause if it's going to come back <laughs> to haunt you, at least let it be something, man, that was pretty funny or fantastic. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've really um, never had a surprise, like, like I've never had like a confrontation level surprise like that in an interview. Um, I mean, I've, I've had weird interview panel people, but never anything that was kind of a result of, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, something I've done, definitely an awkward moment. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of, it's kind of one of those moments when you wish that you could have seen <laughs> John's face as he, as the memory washed over him. Right. Yeah. Because anytime someone says, you, you know, remember me and they're not like happy. You know what I mean? Like more than likely something really bad is fixing to happen. Right. And when he got those tips and then, cause you know how those memories are, right? They just kind of wash over you really fast. As soon as your brain 
gets the right stuff, right? It, it, super, it goes in there at super speed and grabs that file and all of a sudden it's all open. So, so man, that entire altercation probably zapped through his brain in like a second, right? Man, I bet his face was like, oh, man. Yeah, almost like I've been had, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe so, man. I, you just well, got the other thing that's interesting is he didn't recognize the guy. You know, so it wasn't, it, it almost, whatever this means, it almost didn't make as big an impression or at least visual impression. You know what I mean? L let me ask you this. If you're that interviewer and you're, you are part of getting, giving feedback later on in the day, there might be a certain level of embarrassment in providing that piece of, of your feedback about him. And what I mean is if John had handled it better, the interviewer might have been motivated to not bring that up, depending on what kind of relationship maybe he has with his own boss and the people involved in the interview process and all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you want to, do you want to go back and, you know, you know, granted this is a few years later where you're trying to be, a, you know, put on a professional image and all those kinds of things. Do you want to go back and say, I don't like that, that it, candidate because he and I got in a bar fight. Yeah, exactly, ago. man. I mean, the bottom line is, even though, even though you had an instigator, right? You know, John had his instigation moment and everything, you know, clearly both parties participated to get tossed out in the street so that they could, <laughs> they could have to be separated. Right. Yep. I certainly wouldn't want to have that be my feedback. You know what I mean? In an interview panel, right? Where I'm like, Oh, Hey man, uh, you know, I think that uh, the guy's really qualified. He looks good, but, uh, Man, the guy like totally inappropriately hit on my girlfriend and uh, resulted in us getting kicked out of a bar. <laughs> Dude, there's no win. There's no win in that kind of conversation, right? I mean, you got to explain something or I don't know. It's kind of like you get your own measure of uh, you're tainted in your own way, right? By, by the situation. So I'm with you. I mean, if, if John just like, again, man, kind of, you know, use your words in a certain way it probably would have disarmed it. And to your point, man, the other guy's not going to want to walk in there and certainly, certainly not throw you, throw you under the bus for that. I'm not saying he wouldn't come up with some other reason, right? If he felt really, really kind of vindictive, but he's not going to use that, you know, in any way, shape or form and isn't going to want to have to even probably talk about that. Um, right on. So anyway, so there, there's a, uh, one of the interview, uh, one of the interview stories that we have, there are a lot of weird interview stories. So I'm looking forward to, uh, oh, yeah. to exploring some others. Yeah. I, I, I have a couple even too, to, to, to share at a later date. Uh, you kind of got me thinking now, uh, with this one. So I've got, I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of, a couple of weird ones, man, where I was on one side of the interview table. So, so, so you got me thinking I'll, 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 I'll capture Now for some listener feedback, um, and we have some feedback on our second episode uh, about the food thief. Spike from California wrote in again. We appreciate you listening, Spike. 
Uh, it's cool that he had one of the early podcast streams. Uh, these first few episodes, some of the plumbing and propagation is still getting uh, set up with all the podcasters, so that he was able to get it and, and listen to it is really, really great. So let's get to the feedback. Spike says, uh, I just absorbed episode two. Very bizarre. I'm completely fascinated. <laughs> uh, one, the guy had some larger issue that went beyond just being hungry. Two, given that, uh, I wonder if he'd done this at previous jobs. Uh, three, had this issue manifested itself in other ways not food-related? Um, That's an interesting question. It is a good one, and I, and I, and I don't know. I, I have to say, I, number one's totally on point, right? It, it, it's more about being hungry. Actually, I think you said it best when you kind of called it the big, gaining, big game hunting, right? It was so weird, man. The whole behavior clearly was like a compulsion, right? So Spike goes on to say, uh, one of the crazy things is that before the person was ever caught, they had to have noticed the increased vigilance regarding labeling, warning, signs, etc. That didn't stop them. Getting caught didn't stop them. Getting caught while on probation didn't stop them. It was only going to end one way. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Actually, when we were discussing it, I don't think I thought about it that way, but that's true. It's almost like um, you know, when you see these news stories of somebody going on a crime spree, a lot of times they only get, they only end one way. Like, yeah. you know, once it's in motion, like it's gonna, it's gonna unravel and it's just gonna end up in getting caught or, or worse. Right. This is a profound lack of judgment. <laughs> this is where yeah. we're at, right. Uh, okay. So Spike goes on to say, I will say that the person will forever be able to claim the straw that broke the camel's back for them was a partially eaten tuna sandwich. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a badge of honor or shame or maybe somehow both just because of how unique it is. Yeah, that's a good, that, that's a good point. I mean, you know, a whole series of events led to their ultimate undoing, but this, but the final straw was a half-eaten tuna sandwich. That's, yeah, I don't know if that's horribly sad or, or just so crazy that it's, that it's a badge of honor. I think that's the part that really just, just, just sinks in the fact that it's just crazy compulsive stuff. To, to Spike's point, man, he, was, he, he got caught while he was on probation for stealing food, stealing food, and that didn't stop him. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think he took that sandwich because because he was a seriously passionate tuna tuna eater, right? I mean, I think there was more going on there. Um, yeah. Okay, so Spike wraps it up and says, "Thank you guys once again. Uh, I look forward to the next episode." Uh, so thank you again, Spike from California. Indeed, thank you, Spike. Uh, we had another listener from uh, Nicole from Texas wrote in. I loved it. Even teachers steal each other's food. I put a small fridge in my room to avoid this issue. LOL exclamation. So it's interesting wow. to hear that, um, you know, certainly in other environments besides our office environment in education, um, that food theft is going on as well and that people have to guard, guard against it uh, to the point where you bring your own fridge. Man, uh, 
I don't know. You know, we're going to have to explore this a bit. Maybe, maybe we'll get some stories written in here that, uh, that we'll have to have some users come in and talk about maybe or something. Maybe there's more here. Thanks, Nicole and Spike. Uh, if you have feedback for us, please write us at thedailycrawlfeedback at gmail.com. And please share the show with friends and rate and review us on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcatcher. That'll help us get the word out on the show. And if you didn't like this show, uh, then we have more of the same uh, in previous episodes and coming up on future ones. Uh, next time, <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss uh, an incident of uh, eating food in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, just 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 the topic of that. So many things wrong with it. So um, yes, so that should be a fun episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And until next time, you are not alone. Okay.